On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and that you're taking time out of your busy day to just tune in. And I hope you're thinking, hey, I wonder who's on the show today? Because today I have a special guest. His name is Don Hawker. And Don, I'd like to just welcome you right out of the gate to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Yes, you too. Let me tell the listeners about, or perhaps the viewers, if you're watching here on YouTube, about Don. He's a certified lay speaker in the Methodist Church, and he spent time in prayer and Bible study every morning for the past 11 years with his beloved dog, Lucy, at his feet. After the passing of Lucy, Don was inspired to write the book, Just Me, Lucy, and the Lord which is a 31-day devotional about the, the discipline of daily devotional time with God. And that's, gonna, that's where we're going to really start our conversation, Don, because I know that you want to share your experience about the importance of daily devotional time with God. Why is that so important? Well, you know, it's all about relationships. And uh, in order to have a strong thriving relationship with anyone uh you have to spend time with it and uh to have a strong thriving relationship with uh with god you need to spend time with god and um uh, the uh, certainly the uh, reading his word every day uh praying meditating all of those uh spiritual disciplines uh i think that just uh is, is just so essential in, in having that strong relationship with our heavenly father Mm. How has your relationship grown over the years? Oh, it's uh, it's grown immensely. As I I, I talk about uh, in uh, in the book, um, you know, I was I was in church all the time growing up. You know, every Sunday we were in church. Uh, after um, after college, got married, uh, had a family. Same thing. We were in church uh, uh, every every Sunday. Raised my kids in church. But I did not have that really meaningful relationship uh, with God. I thought um, it was uh, it was enough to uh, uh, show up on Sunday, serve on a committee, uh, teach a Sunday school class, put money in the offering plate, and uh, I thought that was it. And I could just kind of check the box and uh, or boxes and and move on. But I, I realized uh, that uh, it requires so much more. Mm. What what made the change there for you? What happened? Did something happen in your life? And you're like, okay, now it's not just the quote religion. You hear that a lot. Religion yeah. uh, versus relationship. And we was Christianity is a relationship, not, you know, quote unquote, a religion. Right. But what, how did you get from religion that, and that religious behavior to actually the relationship? Well, it, it kind of started, let me just kind of take you back just a little bit. Um, around uh, September of 2010, um, I was led to join a, um, uh, a, a startup, small men's Bible um, a study. And uh, we started off with maybe four or five guys and then one guy leading it. 
And uh, so that's kind of how God initially started working on me. And then uh, uh, then I asked my family to, to uh, buy me a Bible. I had Bibles, but, you know, they're just kind of scattered all over the house and really couldn't put my hands on one if I needed one right then. So my family uh, bought me a very nice, genuine leather Bible. But as I mentioned in the, uh, in the book, it was uh, a King James version. So if you are new uh, at uh, studying and reading the Bible, then, uh, you know, the King James version sometimes uh, makes things a little difficult. So that, and then my wife and I uh, joined a, a couples uh, class uh, a five-week class, so God was just was just kind of poking at me, and He continued to poke at me and continued to poke at me. So uh, on February fifteenth of twenty eleven, I was having my quiet time uh, with Lucy, and uh, all of a sudden it just hit me that I I, I realized that uh, I didn't have a relationship with God, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, and that I, I needed one. And, and as I mentioned in my book, I got on my hands and knees and cried uh, because mm. I realized that I had missed so much and uh, that I wanted to, uh, I wanted that relationship. So that was the, uh, that was the historical day for me. And, uh, um, and of course, I've, I've you know, been, been in his word uh, ever since. And uh, as you mentioned, I'm a certified uh, lay speaker in the Methodist church, which just allows me to preach in not only my church but other Methodist churches uh, in the area, and I've just done you know done a whole lot of things here. I've written a book, and I'm planning to write a second one. I've started that, and uh, you know life is uh, life has been great. Mm, well, tell us a little bit about Lucy. Okay, Lucy uh, was actually our second uh, dachshund. Our first uh, dachshund was Sissy, and we got Sissy. Early on in, in, in my marriage uh, with Gail, by the way, we just celebrated our 46th uh, oh, anniversary. Congratulations. And, uh, well, thank you. And uh, I always wonder how she's uh, kept up with me or uh, kept me <laughs> along for, for all those years. But nonetheless, we had Sissy and Sissy lived about 13, 14 years old. And then uh, when my kids were still at home, we got Lucy. And uh, Lucy uh, uh, had quite the personality. She was a loving dog, but uh, she could get a little uh, feisty and a little snippy at times. And uh, so uh, Lucy, uh, when, uh, when Gail would go to work, my kids are already out of the home. Uh, Lucy knew it was time to go into my study and, uh, and read the Bible. And after a few times of picking her up and carrying into the study, didn't have to do that after that. She she knew she'd be in her little bed. And she saw me walk past her. She would get up and follow me and wait for me to pick her up and put her in my chair with me. So uh, great dog. Uh, and uh, we lost uh, Lucy probably about uh, 2015. And uh, we had oh. we had to put her down. She had a lot of issues. She was about 14. And uh, I, I tell this little story. Uh, my grown son and I, we decided, okay, we would take her to the vet and have her put down then brought back uh, and bury her in the back uh, yards and yard in the woods. And we both act like, you know, we, that we can handle this, not going to be a problem. Mm. And uh, as soon as we had put Lucy on the table and the vet gave her the first shot to put her down, mm -hmm. we both just, uh, we, we broke down and uh, we thought we were going to be really, really strong men. And uh, uh, we, uh, we, we broke down and just, you know, 
she was part of the family. She grew up with my kids and uh, uh, I really miss her. And ha we have not replaced her yet. So I, I've not had that companion with me uh, during my quiet time in, in the morning. But uh, mm. maybe one dog. Yeah, I, I have Rico the Morky and the listeners and the viewers, they see him and hear him quite often, even on this show. He always tries to make the show and in, inevitably or invariably, I should say, he he will bark at just like on cue almost. It's so funny right. how he does that. And, but he's, he's just a little five pound Maltese Yorkie mix. And I love him. Like, well, I'd give my right hand for him. I just yeah. love him so much. And he's, he's just so sweet. And now I've, I've got another big dog, Rico's white and Smokey is gray blackish color. And their Smokey is humongous 50 some pounds and then there's little rico but they've become really good friends now that that the two of them are together but it's they're like salt and pepper ebony ivory i don't know yeah there's such yeah. a you know unusual combination of pets to have of two little dogs but at any rate back to the devotional time why or let me just ask it this way how has that discipline rewarded you in your life or how has the Lord rewarded you? What is the, the carrot, so to speak, on the end of that kind of discipline? Well, I, I think, I think in several ways, one, um, it has helped me to, um, uh, be more compassionate, be more understanding of people's needs. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're charged to, strive towards perfection which we will never reach but we're charged to strive towards perfection and to uh to have those qualities that jesus has and um i think in, in one way it just has given me a, a sense of uh, um you know of understanding of generosity just those qualities that we all need to to, to have and have more of and uh i just think i'm a um hopefully people would agree that I'm, I'm a better person um, by having that relationship with, uh, with Jesus. Um, I'm a better person uh, now. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just realizing, you know, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've told people, I think the two main benefits, if that's the right word to use being a Christian and having a relationship with Jesus uh, is hope and peace. Those are the two main things I think about. Is having that hope of uh, of uh, everlasting life and uh, peace of getting uh, just getting through the the struggles of everyday life and realizing that you know God's got it. Um, if, if I may, I'll just give you a, a, an example. Uh, and I'm not. Please don't think I'm patting myself on the back because I'm not. But I had uh, I had cancer surgery back in 2016, and uh, getting over their initial shock. Um, of the doctor saying you've got cancer, uh, you know, Gail and I, my wife, we just, we just said, God, just take it and, and go with it in any way that you feel like you need to go with it. So I'm in the hospital bed before surgery and uh, my dear, dear pastor uh, at the time uh, came in to, to see Gail and I and to pray with us before uh, they rolled me down to the operating room. And she mentioned later, I think she may have even mentioned this in church, that uh, Gail and I were so at peace pre-surgery laying in that hospital bed. And again, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back, but, you know, having a relationship with Jesus will give you that peace. Now, 
you know, do I still worry? Yeah, I still worry about a lot of things. Uh, but I, I have a lot more peace um, than, uh, than, I, than I used to. So I, I think those, those are the two key components of having hope and, uh, and having that peace. I don't know if that was responsive to your question or not, but. Oh, yeah, I think it's, I, you know, whether they're benefits or I like to call them privileges. As yeah. Christians, we have amazing privileges in the Lord. And certainly being at peace would be one of those and allowing that peace to really permeate our everyday existence, because the world can be a really scary place, but if we choose to shift our thoughts and we really think about who God is and what he says about himself and what he says about our circumstance, there is peace there. There is hope there. It's, I think for me personally, it's when I give way to what I think about a situation, my own fears and worries, uh, what I think about even what I think about God, if it's not true, can can lead me down down a road that there where there's no peace. There's just chaos and unrest or disrest. And so so yeah, I think that developing that that we do have benefits and or privileges as being uh, believers and Christ followers. And back to the discipline of having that devotional was there ever a time i know you said you did you you developed that discipline over many years in a in a row and i just wonder for me sometimes sometimes i don't it's not that i'm not prioritizing god because he is number 1 to me but sometimes well for example if an emergency happens with my family or sometimes when I, I I wake up and I'm like, oh dear, I'm late or I'm past this, you know, I've I've got this to do or something that I didn't get done the night before that is pressing really hard. I've got a deadline or whatever. So my quote devotion may be, Lord, I thank you for this day. Guide me here or you know, instruct me on the way to go. And then that's it. It's like, okay, 30 seconds. Did you ever have a day like that? Or were you more, a little bit more, um, you know, did you manage to carve out that time without fail? I really have. And I'm sure over the years, there have been um, um, a, a, a more brief or shortened time uh, with the Lord in, in, in the morning. But uh, I've just, um, I've just, and I'm, this is kind of a, a, a overly used phrase, um, but it's just it's, it's just become part of my DNA. And uh, and I have had my quiet times in, in a lot of different places. I mean, um, you know, if I'm uh, if I'm traveling or if Gail and I are on, you know gone on vacation or you know wherever, I have um, uh, I've had my quiet times and uh, not the ideal situation, which I consider to be in my study at my house. But I've had them, you know, in motel bathrooms uh, to where I wouldn't cut on the light to wake up Gail. If she's still in the in the bed or, uh, you know, I've, I've had it uh, uh, in just various places. But I've just I've just kind of developed. It's just a just a, it's not a habit because I think a habit doesn't connotate really good things. Uh, but it's just something that I just do. And uh, uh, I, and I, I don't know how else to uh, to explain it. But again, you know, I, I'm sure I've had. I've had some mornings where it's been a 
quick prayer and uh and then you know out the door i go Mm, yeah and and then we have god throughout our day also i think whether it's listening to praise and worship music saying you know how we kind of dialogue in prayer all day long we have that that connection was there ever a time dawn where you kind of your soul had a famine of sorts or where you recognized oh gosh gosh i i'm missing the lord here did you ever go through a season like that Right. I would, uh, uh, yeah, there've been times where I just felt like, you know, I would, I would go through my morning time. And then after I went through it, I kind of thought, wait a minute, what did I just do? What, what did I just read? What did I just learn? What, what did I cover? Uh, yeah, there've been times and, uh, uh, or where I just thought, man, I just can't get anything out of what I'm reading here. I mean, it's just kind of like, I'm, I'm not focused. I've got, you know, all of these various things kind of going through my head and, and all that. Um, I've, uh, I've even um, um, was, and I still do some, uh, some uh, kind of online uh, devotionals that I'll kind of uh, weave into my, my quiet time. But then I would, I would find myself in the middle of my quiet time. You know, well, let me just check that email real quick because I've, you know, some my online devotionals are kind of through emails. Or let me check that text or something. I said, oh, wait a minute now. This is, that, that's not good. So I need to kind of stay away from that. So I, I, I try to. I still look at it some, but uh, I try to stay away from that because that was really uh, providing a, a major distraction uh, for me. So it's, you know, um, it's not all perfect every single morning with Don Hawker and, and uh, you know, it's, it's quiet time with the Lord. It's not, it's not perfect. I don't want right. to guess that it is. Right. But I, I interviewed a gentleman. Well, it's been, I think he was in my first season, the first year of the podcast. And now we're in our third season and we were actually talking about suicide. That was his topic. He was a Christian counselor in my home city of Lexington and he, he spoke, I'll never forget it because he spoke about listening to God and keeping a listening journal. And he stressed the importance of being still before the Lord. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't, this is our get her done yesterday culture. How do I just sit still for somebody like me? I run on, I run on, I don't know what is, I don't know what octane is really in a car, but if right. there's, if it's higher and you go faster or whatever that, yeah. or the fastest car, that's kind of what I feel like I'm running on. Even just sitting here to do interviews, sometimes like I'm, you know, tapping my feet. I'm, I just have <laughs> a lot of energy going. And so yeah. it's a challenge for me to actually sit down, to yeah. rest, to be still and know that God is God. It's, it requires you know, it's, it's like that trying to quiet a child that, you know, you've had those toddlers or those kids and you're just like, sit down and be quiet, just sit down and just, you know, slow down. And I feel like that sometimes, and it's uncomfortable to just sit sometimes. But when I was talking with, uh, with Stephen, the, the Christian counselor, he, he spoke so highly of, I mean, he had, I believe he may have even had tears in his eyes as he shared the impact of that communal time with the Lord. 
every day, and it may have not been day in, day out without fail, but he made a point. He chose to sit down and to listen to God, to pray, but then to be quiet before him, just to listen, to see what the spirit might you know, impress upon his heart. I'm not talking about like speaking to him in an audible voice or I am, didn't, we didn't even go there in that direction, but it was just that unction that the spirit and how he may move. And it could be through at the point that we begin reading the, the verses or, or, you know, engaging or, or thinking about what we're thinking about, which is what I try to do a lot that God shows up and, and enters into that. But do you have any tips on, yeah on being still and yeah. listening. Well, you know, that, that has got to be one of the, uh, the practices that, uh, you know, we, we Christians struggle with. Mm-hmm. And it's simply because of the life that we live and the society that we're in and that we have so many things going on. And it is hard uh, to, to take some time and to listen, to meditate, uh, that's something that I that I struggle with, but I'm I'm working on because I think that I agree with your your counselor. Um, I think uh, that is so so important is to just just be quiet and be still and just uh, uh, find a place uh, wherever that might be to to uh, lessen uh, the distractions that mm-hmm. uh, um, that you may encounter and and start off start off slow you know you think oh I'm meditation i got to sit over here for an hour and and listen start off just for a couple minutes and kind of work on that and kind of build uh your ability to sit and be quiet and, and to listen and uh but yeah that's that's something that uh i mean man we you talk about uh living a, a fast-paced life i mean that you know we all do to some degree and that's that's uh that's difficult, but uh, that is, it's really important uh, practice to do and to, uh, to sit and listen. And, you know, uh, God's going to touch your heart. He, he will mm-hmm. touch your heart in some, some way. He's going he's gonna to put a feeling, a good feeling uh, in you some way or another if you just give him a chance. I mean, he's, uh, he's uh, you know, sometimes we, we, we try to limit God and what he's able to do, but, you know, he's, he's limitless and he's just, uh, he's amazing on what, uh, on what he can do for us. If we just, we just give him a chance. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Amen. He, amen. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think back on, on so many things and say, man, God's hand was just all over that. Maybe I didn't realize it at the beginning, but, uh, you know, looking back over it, uh, and God's, uh, God's hand was just all over that. He's, uh, he's, he's amazing. And if we're not careful to listen or to slow down, sometimes we can miss it. Have you ever missed a nudging of the spirit where it's you, you have that nudge, but you don't really pay attention to it and you just rush on to the next thing. And then you're like, Oh my goodness. I, if only I had, that yeah. would have taken me in a different direction and maybe been much more helpful. It's those, you know, so if we begin to practice that and start small, I love that you mentioned that that's exactly what Stephen said. He said, set your timer for five minutes. Yeah. And just, even if you're, and I'm like, I was just already getting antsy when he said that, and it, like, I would rather eat a bucket of nails to do that. Yeah. 
And he said, no, just now studying God's word and looking up the Hebrew and the Greek and digging deep and all of that I love and writing I love, but just to sit still and, and listen, whoo, that was hard, but I did start that. And, and, and I went through that. I think I challenged myself to do it for so many days and it was, it was so rewarding. And sometimes now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need five minutes just to listen to the Lord and to try to do that. It's so this is a good reminder. And I'm hopeful that also the listeners or the viewers will really be encouraged to pick up your book and, and, to allow that to give a little bit of the scaffolding to their devotional time. If they don't, because some people are like, I don't know what to do or how to do it. And, you know, we, it may be just reading the Bible it, it, and starting there, but to go through with a hard copy of a devotional that allows, that guides us a little bit. And then I would suggest that you allow the Lord to really then lead you from there. And, 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 uh, kind of fill in the gaps on some of that. So having something structured like a devotional, I think is, is very helpful tool that we Christians can use. And it also keeps our mind like, oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. And, oh, that's a good word for today. Or yes, I'm going to be more compassionate as you, as you said earlier, or might make me be more generous or to begin to think about things that maybe I'm not thinking about if I don't take that time to uh, enter into that relationship or uh, foster, I should say, foster that relationship with the Lord. So tell everybody, Don, how they can get your book or stay in touch with you. Right. Um, it's, um, it's, it's available uh, through on Amazon. Mm. Uh, my publisher is Highbridge Books and it's, uh, mm. it's available through them. And let me just mention one thing. I've had a lot of people uh, be very kind in, in, in what they've said about my book. But the one consistent thing that people have said that it is very simply uh, written. Uh, it's, not, it's not deep theologically. I couldn't get real deep theologically. And uh, um, I've mentioned in my book, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a Bible scholar. I just love uh, uh, reading God's word. But it is it's simple to read. It's, and uh so, you know, if someone is new uh, to, uh, to the faith and uh, uh, this book, I hope will, they will find it uh, um, uh, refreshing and uh, maybe a little informative and uh, uh, mix some humor throughout the book as well. I think that's vitally important in, uh, in, in all our uh, faith journeys is to, is to have humor. And mm -hmm. so, uh, so hopefully people will, will, will enjoy it. Is that your next book all about humor? Uh, no, no. My next book is going to be uh, just me, Lucy, and the Lord uh, two. And oh, so it, okay. So it's the same format, uh, devotionals, and uh, it's going to be set up the same. And then probably uh, maybe later on some other other different uh, type things uh, uh, that I may uh, uh, get involved in. Mm -hmm. But humor sprinkled throughout. Then it, it, it is. I, I, there's two consistent things in there: is humor, and I talk a lot about my wonderful family oh. and. Uh, so, uh, and I've, re I've related some of the devotions to something about one of my kids uh, or my wife. And uh, so uh, maybe some folks can relate to uh, some of my family experiences. Mm, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Don, for appearing on the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast today. We really appreciate having you. Thank you so much for having me.
It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.